Hello, and welcome everyone to Sacred Balance. I'm your host, Jui Rami. Sacred Balance is a special space created for seekers where we come together to explore deeper dimensions of life and share spectacular stories of people who are avidly seeking that balance while thriving and tasting magic of life and all its possibilities. So come join us and together, let's make it happen. Curtis Key is a longtime meditator, traveler, and publisher who has had an incredible opportunity to experience what it is to live life to the fullest through Sadhguru's grace and teachings. Curtis is a vice president of a large publishing company and a president of his own publishing house, Global Collective. Curtis is a very dear friend of mine, and we had an enlightening conversation in early February as he was avidly working on the Karma book coming out this week by Sadhguru. We can't wait for you to listen to this delightful conversation and to read Sadhguru's most awaited book on Karma. podcast hi Joey. namaskaram it's good to namaskaram. good to hear your voice oh it's so nice to have you curtis you are such a busy person and i'm just so grateful that you made time to make this happen for us and i'm so so excited to speak to you today so how are you i'm good thank you it's great to be here too and i just i, I love your podcast and uh you know, it has been really such a pleasure to, to listen to um, others and their stories, and it's really uplifting. So thank you for, for launching this, you know, last, was it, gosh, June of 2020? Was that when you launched yes. the podcast? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so no, I, I'm thrilled, and it's just, it's very heartwarming, and and uh, I hope this gets out to more people, because it's really wonderful to hear everyone's stories. But I'm sitting here on a lovely Sunday Late morning, looking out at the piles of snow in January, or what are we? We're February. Yes. <laughs> yeah, February 14th. It's a beautiful winter day here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is really nice. And I think, um, I think spring will be here before we know it. Yes. Uh, yes. And it, it's interesting because I always, you know, in the past where we're so busy and trying to get from one place to another, uh, you know, and driving as a hindrance when there's snow on the ground and and this year of course we're all for the most part working from home and you know my perspective has been a little bit different i've just kind of watched the seasons go by out my window and um i'm not in as much of a rush to have spring here i mean i love the warm weather and i love to see the flowers but i have been able to just slow down and just appreciate what's out my window and and that i'm really thankful for despite all the chaos and the tragedy that's been going on around us just to be able to sit and stare out the window at nature and and just appreciate it for that moment it's been really nice yeah simply breathe so you know you you're saying uh, so many wonderful things that make me so curious about your life and i'd like to know where you grew up and where everything started for you and i met you through Isha and mm-hmm. Sadhguru. Um, but I'm so curious, 
about where you come from and how this whole journey to yoga to Sadhguru started. <laughs> well, let's take a, a, a seat and relax. <laughs> <laughs> Long, complicated story. No, it's 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 not. Um, I mean, it's you know, I grew up in uh, my father was in the military and. Um, we traveled around a fair amount, you know, and so I'm from the South. My All my family is from, you know, Georgia, Florida, uh, roots in Kentucky, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. I mean, I don't, you know, it's my identity, but I've moved around so much that it's it's one of those things where I look back and it's like, well, you know, who am I really? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, my father was in the, uh, the Air Force and you know, uh, moved to the UK when I was a young child, spent four years there, kind of my, my early memories of school and, um, you know, just those, you know, kind of impressionable years when you're seven years old, um, Mm -hmm. spent in a tiny village in, um, the Cotswolds in England. Um, yeah, from there, uh, it was, a complete contrast to uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, which is you know, in that <laughs> northwest corner of Louisiana, Arkansas, and, and Texas, for those who aren't familiar with the landscape of Louisiana, uh, yeah. to living on a military base and one of the largest military bases at the time in the in the U.S. And you can imagine that was a stark contrast from this bucolic, wonderful, um, hilly countryside of England to <laughs> being on a military base in um, in Louisiana. Uh, and then from there, you know, my, my father retired from the Air Force and we moved back to the where most of uh, the family is in, in Jacksonville or was at the time in uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and um, from there, just, um, you know, I was into music uh, mm-hmm. and in high school, junior high and high school. And then I discovered dance, you know, and oh, wow. was a professional dancer. And that's what actually brought me up here to, to Philadelphia was... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was pursuing a career in ballet and classical dance. And um, I think, you know, looking back, you know, in mm-hmm. my my understanding of yoga, um, that this is really where this has tied in for me. Because, you know, in 1993, I stopped dancing to go back to university. And I went back to university. And then literally six months later, I moved to France for my junior year abroad. Uh-huh. And so I, I really cut that that dance part, you know, which was most of my life up until my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut that off because I went back to school and then moved to France. Um, and, you know, that was I look back and I'm like, wow, how could I just stop, yeah. you know, and, uh, and just shift gears, um, you know, and then coming into yoga, which has not been that long ago. I mean, I've taken the yoga classes that we all do in the studios um, yes. and there's always something there, but there was always this level of, of spirituality and connection that was missing for yeah. me. Um, and um, then took a course, a six-week course with a local Hatha teacher, um, and not a Isha Hatha teacher, but uh, someone who's locally here, been around for, for quite some time, mm-hmm. Henry Sandler. And he was a really wonderful, is a wonderful teacher and really connected the spirituality. And I think that's when I started discovering Sadhguru and, and Isha. But it's that connection with dance, because for me, yeah. in the dance studio, focusing on a particular movement, there's that unity of mind and body that you mm-hmm. have, have as a as a ballet dancer. Yes. That um, And the geometry of yeah. alignment, right? Yeah. And, and when I came back to do yoga and, and, and start practicing more regularly, it was that, that feeling, that 
connect mm-hmm. me to that past um, history of my my previous career in dance. So, yeah, I mean, so, so wow. twists and turns. You know, I mean, I've I've spent you know the last twenty years or so just also taking opportunities to travel the world, and you know, whenever I'm able to. Um, you know, when I came back from France in the 90s, I was only there for a year, but I came back, graduated with my BA in French literature and international relations, and then went on immediately to do a, a master's from Bryn Mawr College in um, medieval uh, literature. Wow. And from there, went on to do PhD studies in, in 18th century French lit. So I had a lot of time to go back and forth to France as well and, and study there. Yeah. You know, even though I never did, you know, finish writing the dissertation for my my doctoral thesis, but uh, do you like French food? <laughs> I do, but I, you know, it's funny. My diet has changed so much over the years. Yeah. You know, I'm a vegetarian, so yes, you know, um, but I do like French food. I love French uh, French cheese, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's a, an incredible culinary tradition. And, yeah. and uh, uh, for our, you know, us in America, when we say French food, it's usually French fries. <laughs> yeah, no, and as for me, far as what our knowledge goes for French food. <laughs> yeah, it's cheese and, and wine and cream and, and really luxurious things, you know, and also the, rich, the, the cuisine yeah. of the south of France, too, which is very light and healthy and, and, mm-hmm. and um, now a lot of, you know, basis in, in vegetarian. I mean, when I was there in the nineties, you know, when you, if you were said you were a vegetarian, you were either had a health issue or you belong to, um, some, you know, really, you know, off, you know, they just think you're a part of a sect that has really strange rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, that of course, fortunately has changed a lot over the, the past two decades. Um, but, uh, and there's, it's a lot easier to find vegetarian food, but you know, in the South of France, that's, you know, getting fresh vegetables because of the climate is just so easy. Yeah. <laughs> I love food too. So we could, we could, <laughs> this conversation could take a direction, a turn that we probably don't want to go in. We could have a whole yeah. conversation about food because I, um, I food and yoga food. go together. So it's kind of oh, really yeah, interesting yeah. combination, you know, yeah, um, and, what you eat really, you know, impacts your whole system in a way that it matters. Totally. And, and I am, I am growing more and more focused on that. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting when I was just starting to discover Isha and Sadhguru and, you know, saw the episode with Gordon Ramsay and I yeah. thought, wow, he's, he's a foodie, you know, yeah. <laughs> Sadhguru's a foodie. And that was just like, made me like appreciate him even more. But, uh, and of course I have his cookbook that I cook from too. And, yeah. and, you know, um, with all the programs, um, mm-hmm. when we were doing them in person, you know, um, one of the first places that I volunteered was in the kitchen, uh, yes. or, you know, one of the inner engineering programs. And, and yes. I just, I love that. And we have done that together. Yes. We <laughs> you have. and I, yes. Um, it's, it is an offering and, and I've always seen cooking as an offering. Um, you know, it's, it's not just about technique and skill and preparing a good meal, but for me, it's about taking care of others and showing my love and offering that out. Um, and I've, that's something that has been with me since I was a young child. Yeah. And that's what I see in you, Curtis. Every time, every time I see you doing volunteering, you know, whether we're in a meeting together or coordinating something together, that nurturing side of you just touches me so deeply. Oh. And it, it's just a, such a sweetness that we share. And in that moment, I just feel so grateful for you. So I'm oh, just truly grateful that's that very you're kind. here. Thank you. I, um, you know, and it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, that, 
I think I have grown into that. I've learned, you know, it's, it's this kind of turning inward. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you see that, you know, we all have that in us. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, in thinking about our conversation today, things that I just wanted to keep in mind that I just wanted to make sure I said, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, talking about my experiences, of course, with Isha and my first, you know, inner engineering experience and, um, you know, those moments of just spark, you know, yeah. and, and some of that is, you know, really just that turning inward and, yeah. and seeing that we all have the ability to lead compassionate and caring lives. And, you know, this is in our nature. And yes. and focusing on that, you know. So, uh, um, and volunteering, so as of course. Someone who's has, in publishing, mm. you know, how how does the power of words, you know, what do they mean to you, as someone who's helping the world better through words? <laughs> That's a big question, um, <laughs> but it's a good lead-in because I do think that it, you know, my turning inwards and looking at myself through, you know, the practices of of Isha, but and even before Isha, I mean, I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I came into meditation, you know, back in 2008. Um, so it's not been a drastically long time, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I've been trying to explore, you know, this, these, this inner world of myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was around 2010 that I did come into publishing. But even when, you know, when I was in graduate school through the you know, early 2000s, I was always looking at language. I was always interested in language. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I was trying to write um, a, a doctoral thesis, um, it was on communication um, in the 18th century with a particular author. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 18th century, we think of, you know, enlightenment and clarity and that everything is based on reason. And yet there yes. are these moments of, of not non-clarity, even in the period of enlightenment. And, um, you know, the author that I was focusing on was highlighting that in his writing, you know, there's mm-hmm, moments mm-hmm. of miscommunication and misunderstanding. And I was fascinated by that because I always felt like, you know, one, am I, am I understood in my own words? Yeah. Um, you know, so for me coming into publishing, uh-huh. you know, I always felt the power of those words. I mean, to me, books are sacred and, and yes. words are sacred, um, and the power of, of the word. And, and I think we feel that really now, even today, when we're not able to, when we're doing so much writing and communicating via email, you know, and mm-hmm. the ability to misinterpret an email is so easy. It's true. You know, definitely true. So for me, and the tone is sometimes yeah. missed and, you know, you just, the subtle nuances yeah. are often missed. Exactly. An and I love that complexity about language. And yeah. and for me, it's the, the, the book and, and writing in itself just um, speaks to that. But so what? Authors or writers do you resonate with? And can you share what you're currently reading? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, this is where we need the video on so you could see my backdrop of my library because I I have smaller libraries in my house. And the one that I'm sitting in front of now, I I curated especially for my own, you know, my my personal work. So, yeah, my goodness. I mean, (laughs) So what do I have that is a highlight in on my desk? So, you know, most of it is right now is currently Indian authors because that's as a publisher, that's what I'm focusing on. So, you know, but um, let's see if I can just pop out a title here. Um, So I love Jhumpa Lahiri because of her writing on language. So one of my favorite books of hers is In Other Words, Yeah. Um, you know, and Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
I'm starting to get to dive into science fiction a little bit. So yeah, a, a, a new award winner by Holly Black, the queen of nothing. So uh, that's a new venture for me because I'm someone who oh, yeah? my reading has been fiction, nonfiction. So for me mm-hmm. to jump to sci-fi is a big change, but I'm really interested in it. But um, yeah, you know, we could go on. I mean, there are so many authors here. I think one yeah. of my favorite recent reads and I would highly recommend is um oh goodness where is he now that i'm i'm looking for it um mm-hmm. uh the uh, leave the world behind by ruman alam and uh, oh, he's wow. a I've heard of that book. yeah he's he's uh it is the most eloquent beautiful writing and just if you want a, a, a just a screenshot of, of american culture and society with a a tinge of satire and also a bit of darkness it is an incredible read. I started reading and I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, he's a wonderful author um, and uh, just a joy to listen to as well. He's got some great interviews out there. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I we, like this bit of satire and darkness. Yeah. You know, have you seen the HBO show called Succession? <laughs> no, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> you should check that out. It's definitely, yeah. you know, goes along with that same thought. Yeah. So I love Liz Gilbert too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many. We could just talk, we could have a, just a whole show on books, but. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely. We should do that for the next season. Uh, that would, <laughs> that would be fun. We can and yeah. share more. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, words can be talisman for some of us. And what words of inner engineering would you want those listening to hold on to in these challenging times? What words? Yeah. Um, the one that, that comes to mind immediately and the one that I've held on ever since I heard it expressed in the program was responsibility. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have, you know, I continue to think about this uh, mm-hmm. notion of responsibility and what it actually means. Yeah. You know, and I talk about it with my friends and my family as well, especially now and especially what's going on in this this current, um, you know, transitioning in this new government and looking yes. at the past government and what we've just seen over this past week. Yes, it's um, been it's been disheartening for sure. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, you know, that we all have responsibility. It doesn't mean that we can take physical action on something, but yeah. we have responsibility, you know, and uh, that that has just really I can remember August 2017, when I was, you know, taking the engineering program and driving home, um, mm-hmm. it was about a half an hour away. F- um, the program was half an hour away from my home. And I remember sitting in the car just thinking about that constantly. And it it really changed me. Um, it changed how I interact with others. It changed how I view the world. It it changed so much of just my daily life and, and yeah. continues to because I keep I keep thinking about it. And, it, you know, it, you just go deeper with that. Um, and I think we all need um, to understand what responsibility, unlimited responsibility means for us, um, you know, in our, just in our own worlds, in our own families and the world around us. Um, yeah. Wow. That is so empowering to hear you emphasize that because it truly right now we're in a place in the world where us being in America, if we don't take responsibility, the world is looking at us and looking at us with some judgment, you know, um, yeah. of how we're taking that responsibility. So it's a very crucial time in history where we are. And um, like yeah. I said, it's been disheartening this week. It's, for sure. it's, it has been. And, and you know, like, I think what really is 
disheartening and a little concerning is that, yes, you know, when we talk about responsibility and this comes into the sense of community and, and, you know, that this communal and, and, and common good and common will, you know, and I know that in this country, you know, it's about personal liberty and, you know, we have our personal individual rights, but, but as, as a, as a community, uh, you know, as humanity, we, we, um, we need to care for, for that kind of communal right, that communal will. And, you know, we start talking about, you know, that, that sense of, of community. And then of course, that gets tagged as socialism or something where it, it's a yeah. negative term. I don't see socialism as a bad word. So, I mean, for me, yes. it doesn't, you know, yes. they can tag it as socialism, but, um, but it's like, these are not bad things, you know, being responsible for ourselves and those around us and the community at good is a good thing, yes. you know? Um, yes. So I just, I find that really concerning that. We, it's we, not a bad thing to be a brother's keeper. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is humanity. Yeah. And we, you know, it's my goodness. Um, yes. More compassion, please. I mean, this is what what, what yes. we need, and and we all have yes. that within us. Um, you know, and it's so, so funny. Sadhguru talks about it. He says that when you are on the spiritual path, and more intensely, if you're practicing, you'll notice at some points in your life you'll become really hard. But he says if you lose that compassion. He says, I'll bring you down a notch because unless you have that compassion, you're truly not going to grow. And so as yeah. we grow on the spiritual path, it becomes crucial that we remain compassionate, you know? Absolutely. And that has, yeah. you know, goodness. I mean, I can see in my own life and the challenges that I've had, you know, um, you know, it's it, it's not all easy sailing. We all have, you know, there, yeah. there are challenges in our lives, you know, and 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 certainly in mine, I've had my fair tra- fair share of challenges. And yeah. you know, looking back at those and and seeing my kind of progress, mm-hmm. you know, behaving in a way that was compassionate or not, um, yeah. and just, you know, it's. I'm thankful for these lessons and these opportunities to kind of dive within um, yeah. and understand what compassion means and how do we practice that, um, you know. And I've seen it obviously, you know, through through Sadhguru's teachings, but you know, through the teachings of Buddhism. I mean, that's where I kind yes. of first came into meditation in the first place and um, understanding compassion in a in a Buddhist perspective as well, yes. um, which Definitely. go very much hand in hand with with Sadhguru's teachings. Curtis, you're so creative. So I, I truly am wondering in this moment that how did inner engineering and the practice of inner engineering as you started practicing and keep kept practicing, how did the creative aspects in your life became like blooming and something new evolved and something new creative was yeah. born? Can you share a little bit of that? Because sometimes... People go into creative fields knowing what they already know. But what inner engineering does is, for example, this podcast, I had no idea this was going to be born for me. This is my example I'm giving you. Uh uh But it sort of was born out of pandemic, out of, I have no clue how this was born. But this is the creative aspect that was born for me through inner engineering. And I like to know, what was it for you? Ah, wow. That's, that's a really good question. And I, I, you know, the, the, the thoughts and images that just kind of flashed through my head as you, as you were formulating that question. Um, Sorry for the long question. <laughs> no, no, it was good because there were just so many things that, you know, that were kind of going through and it's like, wow, there's so many 
things to that question. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first things that came that flashed in my mind about creativity and also inner engineering is this idea of playfulness. Yes. Uh, you know, and and to me, it's like creativity doesn't happen without playfulness. And yeah. um, you know, for me, being you know going through graduate school and being a very you know serious, trying to be a serious scholar, and and it's <laughs> like you know removing any sense of play out of my own work mm-hmm. because I felt like that was the persona that I had to achieve to be a serious scholar. You know, and also <laughs> the system is set up that way. You know, they never made yes. education fun. You know, they, the, system, the whole system is set up yeah. <laughs> in mean, a there, boring way. Also, you know, there, there are a couple layers to that, but we, we won't go into that. But, um, yeah. but, you know, it also just made me think about, yeah, that sense of play and that sense of, you know, that childlike nature um, that we all have, that innocence, I think is a wonderful um, human trait uh, that we yeah. tend to, to, you know, bury deep inside us when we, we become adults and go into the workforce. Um yeah. You know, I and... truly can resonate with that because <laughs> every time my aunt listens to this podcast and she like tells me this one thing pretty regularly, she says that your sound when you get excited, that playful sound that you make, she's like, yeah. I'm addicted to that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I love your giggles too. So I was like, that playfulness is so crucial for us to grow on this, on not just on spiritual path, just overall for our, you know, fully blossoming as a person. Yeah. Uh, totally. And, and I, I, you know, I'm one of my traits is that I'm very critical on myself and I'm very hard on myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the point where sometimes it just removes that, that creativity and thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm in a creative field. Uh, yeah. what, what's happening, you know, and because, you know, we can be our own worst enemies and, and I'm certainly, you know, uh, wear that banner very high. Um, yeah. you know, How but you're uh... Personal mm-hmm. relationships, Curtis, how did they evolve after engineering? What are some of the elements that, you know, have been introduced due yeah. to this practice coming into your life? Well, I think that, you know, and this goes this goes in hand in hand with playfulness and that creativity is that, yeah. you know, one, able to kind of listen better and and to mm-hmm. not react so yes. quickly and, and hear someone fully. Um, you know, I always have thought of myself as a good listener, mm-hmm. but I also am very good at reacting <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, those around me, whether in my, my family or my work life, you know, have noticed that, mm-hmm. you know, that. And often we react, even if we don't say anything, we'll make a face or, you know, we'll make a gesture. And that's also a reaction, right? Yeah. And, and I certainly, um, I mean, this is called practice for a reason. I mean, I, I have by no means perfected any of this, <laughs> but, uh, and that there are ups and downs on a weekly basis, but, but I do feel like that I, when I'm grounded, I'm grounded, you yeah. know, and, and I can tell the, you know, the high moments, particularly after going through a program or volunteering for, you know, four days that when I go back to the office or I come back into my daily life at home, mm-hmm you know, I can feel it, but the others are others around me can sense that energy as well. And, um, I'm, I'm glad, I mean, it, it just, it just brings things down a notch, you know, it's like, okay, you know, um, things aren't as challenging. They don't have to be so reactionary. Um, and that certainly has helped with, with my work and, um, and allowed me to, to flourish, you know, both, you know, in, in a literature standpoint and just mm-hmm. looking at new authors and trying to work with new authors and just, you know, in 
you know, in my day job and, you know, bringing that creativity and, and innovation and thinking outside of the box, you know, um, has wow. certainly, it helped me, uh, rise to some of those challenges. So didn't you just start a new publishing company? You know, I that is not, it's not so cool. Can I did. I started it actually, it was, you know, the seeds were there around, you know, in, in 2019 because, uh, yeah. you know, I had this opportunity. I have become friends with a very well-known international author and, um, you know, just through chance, really through a colleague of mine in, in Calcutta, uh, mm -hmm. who's a publisher there. And, um, you know, and I was just so, you, you know, just in awe of this author and her work um, for just human rights. Um, wow. And it was like, you know, this opportunity came up, uh, you know, where, you know, she was like, oh, let's, you know, I, I approached her and we talked about publishing a work of an anthology here in the U.S. And then I thought, yeah. wow, this is actually something that could happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't looking, you know, I, I love my day job. I love I love the work that I do. I love the company that I work for, you know, but mm -hmm. this just felt like, wow, I, I feel like I, I need to do this because I want yeah. to provide her a platform. And, you know, so those that from that seed, it's, you know, grown now into, you know, something that's really interesting where I can, you know, I'm meeting so many wonderful authors who have such, such incredible stories to tell. Um, yeah. And uh, it's an expression of my creativity, but it's also for me an expression of, you know, taking care of these authors. Um, it's wow. such a responsibility coming back that to that. That is earth. such a heartwarming <laughs> statement you just made. Wow. Um, I, I love that. For me, it's really, you know, about just being there on that path, you know, especially for authors, this is their first book they've ever, ever published before. And, you know, it fulfills my creative need of just being able to just dive into the text um, and wow. work with them on a, a level of their language and their writing, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's creative or technical, depending on the book. But yeah. it, it really, for me, it's, it's just making sure that that author is supported in a way that he or she needs to be supported in this, you know, which is a very vulnerable process, you know, yes. uh, because you're putting out yourself. It's like your giving head. a birth, you know, it sure. is. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and it does take a village too. I mean, yes. there's, there's a lot of people involved I, um, and it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it is, it's so <laughs> rewarding. And I'm, I'm just thankful yeah. that it, know, rem it reminds me of that movie sideways. Have you seen it? Where uh, he goes, he goes, get it out there, man. Let the public decide <laughs> the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny because my, my dissertation director said the same thing. He's like, just oh, get wow. it out there. Of course that never happened, but you know, it's like a, a good dissertation is a done dissertation as they say. And, uh, that's so that's funny. It is true. It's, it's, you know, get it out there. And wow. it's, it's, it's such Let a process. The public decide. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big movie buff, so that that sideways line just always sticks with me. When my sister was publishing her book, I said, "Let it get it out there. Let the public decide." <laughs> yeah, it's it is. Uh, it just you you put yourself out there, and you know you have to be ready for that. So it's it can be intimidating. <laughs> so speaking of books coming out, Curtis, we're so curious about Sadhguru's book. You know mm. about karma coming out. Yeah, can yeah. you? Can you give us a preview or a teaser of uh, what books, you know, what that book is going to be about and what do we have to look forward to? Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I so just, you know, it's it will come it's coming out in in April and um I've, you know, gotten an advanced copy, you know, and uh, I'm one of the wonderful things about how my life has kind of come in full circle here is that 
you know, as I started looking into publishing and, and of course, I, you know, worked for a publisher and a distributor, um, was thinking, gosh, how can I, how can I help, you know, the Isha foundation and, uh, you know, and, and when this opportunity to, to be on this book launch team came up, I was just honored. It's such a huge privilege. And, you know, for me to be able to offer back anything that I can, um, has been such a, a rewarding experience. Um, and this is a really exciting book. Uh, you yeah. know, when I got the advanced copy a couple of weeks ago, every so lucky. sentence, <laughs> yes, I know. I mean, I'm holding, I mean, it's, it's a digital copy, you know, um, yes. uh, from the publisher and, you know, it's, if, if I had a paper copy, when I get my physical paper copy, it will be marked up because <laughs> wow. it will be coming with me everywhere. Cause it is one of those books where every sentence has such it's imbued with such meaning and, yes. and you can take that in, in practice, you know, and, and understand, yes. you know, our, our responsibility and our actions and our past actions. And, yes. you know, it is, it's one of those books that, you, you know, it will just like inner engineering it yes. is going to transform you. Um, and I can't wait for this to come out. I mean, I'm just, it, you know, I'm ready. I mean, we have so much work to do between now and then we have so many yes. wonderful things lined up that, you know, just, you know, it's, it's an exciting lineup of, of events and, um, you know, launch activities. It's yes. really going to be wonderful. Um, and I can't wait for everyone to start reading the book and, and just start commenting about how the book is affecting, you know, your life yes. and, uh, how, what lessons you're taking from it. Cause it's, it's just a wonderful gift. Um, yes. you know, so we're, we're excited. You know, I, it's, yes. Uh-huh. I feel, uh, Osho used to say that, when I talk, don't listen to the words I'm saying. Listen to the silence in between of my words. Mm. And when Sadhguru writes, I feel the same way. You're reading not just his words, but there is a silence in between what he's saying. Yeah. There's just something so crucially. He makes himself available in a way that that is beyond words, is what I'm trying to say. And it, yes, it that resonates through yeah. the language on the on the text yes. on the page. It really yeah. does. And I mean, I felt this when I first read Inner Engineering, and and every book since then. Um, yeah. you know, it's like palpitating. It's alive. It you it know? really is. And that yeah. as soon as I opened that book up um, on my iPad, it was the first. Thing, I mean, really, those yeah. first few words just. It's like this is magic. Yes. And. I just, you know, there's such a tremendous energy building, you know, mm-hmm. in this this team that is working on launching the book. And, you know, it's we're all just there ready to offer what we can to bring this out and give birth to this really wonderful gift that he's giving us, yeah. um, you know, and just getting more people in the U.S. to understand what karma is. It's a term that's used often. Yeah, it's <clears> thrown me. around and, so casually, but, yeah. you know, I traveled uh, all across India and Jainism, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the Jains, um, mm-hmm. they studied karma so scientifically and so much in depth. And I think this is where similarities of where Sadhguru is going to be coming from and and, you know, what Jainism has to say will kind of go hand in hand because karma is such a complex subject. It's not just kind of like what goes around comes around. And no, no, it's let, much more let it be that, you know? Yeah. And, and I do think, um, I really believe this, that here in the U S that we, yeah. or, and I, I, maybe it's not too, too far to say the West, 
Um, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're ready for these lessons. You know, I yes. think that we've, we've pushed this word around too often. Um, um, but I do think that we're, I want to be hopeful and say that, you know, we're matured enough here to understand the complexities of what karma is. Yes. And, you know, what, who better to, to teach yeah. us that than Sagaru? You know, I mean, it's just, every, yeah. it's the words just resonate wisdom on every page. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and so it's it's just it's going to be really exciting, I and mean, we're all anxious to get to to April. We we all have a you know there's a lot of of work to do to get there, but we're all just really the momentum is building, and, wow. and a lot of things you're going to see a lot of things coming out you know in preparation for that. So that is so cool. Very I'm exciting. So yeah. excited to see <laughs> what's to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, and as I am, I'm just like you know we're all just thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason I was late a couple of minutes this morning is because we had the inner engineering completion meeting um, and there was a message from Sadhguru this morning and I was finishing listening to Sadhguru as he sent out a private message to all the uh, proctors and volunteers who were mm. part of this you know, journey to make the inner engineering online initiation happen. And uh, yeah, and uh, it was such a heartwarming and touching message that Right now, the humanity needs this, you know, needs exactly it's uh, it's it, we're at a crucial time in the history, uh, not just in the United States, all across the yeah. world. Um, we, we really need the well-being, the inner well-being to be the topmost priority, because look at the mental mental pandemic that's happening along with mm -hmm. the, the pandemic. And, and it's it's just really heartbreaking to see so many people struggle with anxiety and depression. And not just that people are dying of pandemic, but people are struggling so much mentally. There's so much anguish and anxiety in people. Yeah, I so, know. I can speak to that firsthand. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I mean, what I can think... you say, Scarlett? Like, I'm ask, I would like to ask you this question. Like, what can you say to people? someone who's listening right now for the very first time doesn't know anything about Sadhguru, doesn't know anything about Isha or inner engineering, but is anxious because mm -hmm. of this pandemic and have anguish inside of them. Like, what, what would you say? Yeah. Where yeah. Can it's, they it's go? Important... How can they start this journey? Uh, it's so important to, uh, to, to put that question out there. I mean, I just, I remember dark times in my own life and, and I struggle with anxiety, yeah. depression. Um, you know, and this is something that even now, you know, just just even with all the practices and, and yeah. you know, they help me so much, you know, mm -hmm. but there are days. I mean, I'm, you know, like any human, there are days where I'm just like, it's hard to get out of bed. And now, yeah. I mean, I think we're all, these are such trying times, you know. So for me, the really, the, the practices, the meditations, the yoga just help tremendously. Um, this yeah. community helps tremendously. Um, yes. it, it, you know, so, I mean, there are so many factors involved in, in, in me feeling the vibrancy of life. But for someone who doesn't know anything about Isha, Sadhguru, or even meditation for that matter, or yoga, um, yeah. one of the things that I recall back, you know, I was, I was um, out of work and mm -hmm. didn't know what I was going to do, um, yeah. was struggling finishing a dissertation and not knowing if I wanted to go into academia and continue that or not, mm -hmm. you know, feeling pretty lost in my life. And it was a pretty dark period. Uh -huh. And I remember staring out the back window of my house. And uh, oh. this time I lived in a, on the side of a hill, it was pretty wooded, beautiful uh -huh. area. And I remember staring at these three trees that were waving. This was in February. Um, yeah. 
and just watching the trees that had no leaves on them just kind of wave in the wind. And mm -hmm. there was something that happened. I had never meditated before. Yeah. But there was something that connected me that I just, I can still see that moment today, you know, almost 15 years later, I can still see that moment. And, and I've carried that with me. Wow. So, I mean, I think that for me, it, 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 um, for that moment in time, my anxiety, um, my fears, the, that suffering that we bring about to, a, you know, in our, in our mental world, yeah. uh, disappeared for that moment. Wow. And I thought, wow, you know, something is there, you know, and I didn't know what it was. I mean, I had just yeah. started doing some readings some, from some Buddhist teachers at the time and, mm -hmm. you know, um, really was just astounded by the, the writing, but mm -hmm. had never experienced anything firsthand. Um, Can you share who the writer was? Yeah, that is um, Pema Chodron. And that book oh, was called When, yes. when Things Fall He's Apart. Amazing. And, <laughs> yes. She really uh, is. Yeah. I mean, that, talking about the power of words and just, yes. yeah, I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful writer and teacher. And um, that book was really probably my first foray into spiritual life that was not mm -hmm. you know, mainstream Western Christianity, which is what mm -hmm. I was you know, brought up with. Yeah. Um, but no, if I had to say to anyone, take a moment, you know, and just sit and and look at nature around you take that time to breathe and and just take in the awe of nature yeah um i mean it's it's right outside and our even if you live in an area where there are no trees you can still look at the sky exactly uh yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean there's it's it's all around us and it's beautiful and it it's alive um mm -hmm. and in the summertime you hear all the insects and it's thriving yeah. and even now in the in the the you know the deepest part of the winter you you can hear things in, in yes. it's the, and the silence is its own thing too, you know? So oh, wow. I, um, it, it's, it doesn't, it sounds easier said than, than done. I understand. I mean, I know that if someone is, is really suffering from anxiety that it's, you know, it's difficult to, to, to get up out of your chair and just go yes. and sit in nature. I understand that. But I think that get the, you know, if you can get some courage just, just to step outside for that moment and just breathe it in, it's, it's incredible. And for that moment, you know, you can just feel what it's like to have that, to reduce that suffering and that anxiety, um, and know that it just gets better from there. Yeah. <laughs> I and don't want to simplify it because it's me. such a, 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 you know, there's such magnitude in that, that, you know, I, it, I just feel like I'm doing it injustice by just those few words, but, uh, yeah. And some of these deep experiences often are beyond words. And, but at the same time, what you experienced in that moment, looking in February in that winter at those trees, it reminds me of what Eckhart Tolle went through. If you have mm -hmm. read his book, yeah, he yeah. went through a period where he was completely shattered and something in that moment happened to him where everything vanished and something new kind of was born inside of him filled of bliss and joy. Yeah. If you have and, read him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we all have that. That's what yeah. is, you know, and I think that, you, you like know. Coming, break, breakthrough moment, yeah. It, yes, and, and we, we all have the potential for that. And I think that was is what really just um, back in August 2017, taking inner engineering, yeah. that, that was more than a break. That was a, a moment of just like wiping the slate clean. It's like, yeah. wow, you know, I mean, that's just how impressive this program is. 
um, and just how moving and transformative yeah. it can be. Um, and and the, the thing is, it's like every single person on this planet has the ability to experience that regardless yeah. of, you know, where you are at in society. It does not matter. Yeah. And that's a wonderful, that's a great joy to even just ponder that, you know, knowing yes. that every person on this planet can experience such joy and bliss. Yes. It's so funny you say that because when I first started this podcast, you know, there were a group of uh, meditators and volunteers came to help me and um, someone said, you know, why don't you write what you have done with your life and where you come from and sort of like have a bio. And I said, to me, I think my bio really starts when I took inner engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything was wiped clean when yeah. I did, did that. And it's just sort of like I was reborn. And I, I kind of hate to use that word reborn because mm -hmm. we are alive and we are, you know, here. It's not just about becoming born again kind of a thing. Right. But it really felt like a fresh start. You yeah. Know? It's like a blossoming. A new beginning. Yeah. It, it really is. And and it's it's remarkable, um, you know, as we, we, we get on in years <laughs> yeah. to think that we can even, even at, yeah, uh, at this, this, age of 50 almost 51 yeah. that i can that these things are these new experiences obviously are still possible they, they're possible till the day you you you're no longer on this planet and yeah. uh um it's it, like yeah. a fresh new life you know? yeah it does it does feel like that and and you know what's also what's interesting though is that you know everyone around you who hasn't gone through that yeah. notices something and then they're like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you? Yeah, like where where have you, you know, and, and who is this that you keep talking about? I mean, I, you know, my family's, you know, um, goodness, I mean, my, all my, my, I don't want to say all my in-laws are, are, are Catholic because they certainly are not. I mean, it's a, a wide mix of, of beliefs yeah. and faiths. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, for the most part, generally speaking, you know, it's, it's um, you know, a, a Western Christianity background, you know, and, and so... Yes. You know, I start talking about Isha and Sadhguru, and they're like, "What's going on? Where are you doing?" <laughs> like, well, you should be happy. You know, look at look. I mean, it's uh, yes. and, and I do think you know that it's you know people who do see that change, and um, I think that change just kind of goes to prove the power, you know, of the yeah. of the program and and the teachings. Yeah, and if, Curtis, if you had to describe your inner engineering experience in one word word would you choose? <laughs> Transformative. Uh, honestly, wow. I, mean, I, I know that so many people will say that. I mean, and it sounds, mm -hmm. I don't want to say it, it doesn't sound cliche because it's not cliche, but it's, it is. Um, no, it's personal for you. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is exactly that. I mean, I, I, I can still see that, that, that week um, in mm -hmm. August of 2017. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's very clear to me and, and a, tra a transformation did happen. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, there's so many other words, you know, we could just yes. list them off. But I think that, that for me, it was really, there was, um, a point yeah. in that, in those four days that just, um, and you started volunteering right after you took the class because I remember <laughs> coming in and I, I I saw you at one of the volunteer meetings or one yeah. of the common places we were, you know, working together and coordinating. And I said, someone just walked in who was very sweet and some very involved and intense and amazing. And I said, I'd love to get to know this person. <laughs> that <laughs> energy did. that you brought in, I said, uh. 
Curtis is really cool. I would really love to have a deeper conversation. And and on that note, I'm again want to you know show my utmost gratitude to you for coming on and making time to make this happen for us. Um, Truly grateful, Uh, Curtis. um, I think it's been wonderful. Always, it's wonderful (laughs) to to speak with you and to, to converse with you. Well, we wish you the very best in all that you're creating in your life and all the new adventures you're embarking upon. And really look forward to the Karma book coming out. So really yeah. best wishes all around. Thank you. And good luck with you and, and your creative adventures too. I, I can't wait to hear more and to, to see more and uh, look forward to, to chatting again. Yes. Truly Mm. grateful. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Julie. Have a great uh, rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show today. You can find out more about Sacred Balance, Technology of Inner Engineering, our guest, and the topics covered from the show notes attached to the series and the episode. We would appreciate your balanced feedback on the ratings in the review section. Until next time, a world full of love, light, and laughter. Let's make it happen.